My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm here with Laura Applewhite. She is a wealth embodiment coach for post-hysterectomy women, um, and that just happens to be what she's focused on right now, but overall, this wealth embodiment is what she's all about. And I think that's so important in the world, um, especially for women who struggle with those money stories and that that sense of uh, abundance, especially after a time of trauma, shame, et cetera, going through um, times in your life where you don't feel like you're worth it or that you're enough. Um, you know, that's something that Laura focuses on. So today, our, the title of our show is Reclaiming Wellbeing After Shame and Trauma. And Laura's going to share her story of what brought her to this work and what she does uh, for other women. So welcome, Laura. It's so nice to meet you. How are you today? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And what a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. That was really, really nice. And in answer to your question, I'm really, really good today. Thank you very much. Good. You're so welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. So first, I'd love to know more about how you arrived at wealth embodiment coaching and specifically for the post hysterectomy woman, but overall, what it is that you feel called to do with this work and, and kind of how you, how you got there to begin with. Yeah. I mean, goodness, what a journey I am on. I'm just going to start with that. I mean, um, so I was, um, a lawyer before I had my hysterectomy dealing with, um, mostly personal injury cases. And, um, when I had my hysterectomy, I found it really really difficult to heal not necessarily the physical healing although that was difficult because nothing really can prepare you for what you're about to go through before a hysterectomy even if like me you have a million and one questions for your surgeon and he does his best to answer answer them all um but yeah like I say nothing can really prepare you for that but also um what happened with me is that I had, um, I was 42 when I had my hysterectomy and it really came at the end of quite a long period of health issues that were building up and building up over time. Um, so, you know, the hysterectomy is kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's supposed to be kind of like the ultimate solution for these health issues and so you go into the hysterectomy being you know obviously nervous and afraid and, and everything about what might happen but there is also um hope that it's going to be the end of all the problems mm -hmm. um and in some ways it was um but for me what happened is that a lot of trauma came up and kind of demanded to be healed and looked at and 
needed attention all mm. at the same time mm-hmm. and that was really difficult um and you know not least to say the fact that you know through that process um I think it was two years after um the hysterectomy we had the pandemic so there was all of that as well um so that's that, a lot yeah that's a lot, <laughs> a lot right? of change all lot. at once yeah it's been a lot for us all let's just say let's just say that <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's a really brief, um, history of kind of what happened before. Um, and then I, I needed some help with my healing. I was, I, I healed after my hysterectomy fairly, fairly well. Like I say, the physical side of things was, was good, but there was a lot inside of me that demanded, um, as I say, attention. And so I, had some extra help of a coach myself and what kind of came to the surface um was that I had an underlying um kind of feeling that or an underlying understanding kind of um became transparent if that's the word that might not be the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for but we can correct that in a minute but um what what happened was that I became really, really aware that I was wanting to be a lawyer because I needed to show the world that I was worth something. Mm. And when I had that understanding or realization, that's why I was struggling with the word a little bit. When I had mm-hmm. that come to my attention, I was like, oh, no this isn't this isn't Mm. what I want to be doing somebody else's story not yours (laughs) yeah and also I just want to really say as well like it wasn't for a long while I was like oh god damn it why have I been working my butt off trying to become a lawyer like I was working hard working full-time I was doing all the exams at the same time um to progress my career as well and I really got to really really close to passing all my exams and there was one exam that I couldn't pass and I took it I took it three times and I think I failed it the first time by like two two marks or something and then it was regraded and then I failed it by one point and then I took it again and I failed it by two points again and then I took it a third time I failed it by two points again and I was like right okay maybe this is not maybe this is not what I want to be doing and then I started to look at how I was living my life and what I was putting my attention to and what I was working hard to attain and all of my energy and and, you know the directions and, and everything that I was doing um and I was like, I don't think actually that I want to, don't want to be a lawyer anymore. And, you know, there's so much to say, but I will i won't, because otherwise I'll, you know, I'll be talking for four hours and I'm not <laughs> sure that you or any of the listeners want to hear that. But um, there was a period of real self-reflection and self-inquiry within me. And um I actually did a yoga nidra class with um, Tracy Stanley. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she does absolutely beautiful, beautiful yoga nidra um, meditations. And I did some classes with her 
and one of the classes was uh, at the end of the class she encouraged us all to go within ourselves and ask ourselves the question why are you here and the answer that came out of me was I am a healer and you got to understand and I'm sure you do at the time I was a lawyer and that was my identity <laughs> and I was like logic yeah. prevails and then yeah. I had this oh you're a lawyer and I was just like what <laughs> am I allowed to swear on this podcast or is it probably not but I was just like what a crock I don't no come on no stop it <laughs> You know, and it took me a little minute to just explore that and, and open myself up to that exploration and what that might mean. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to explore the um, career path of becoming a coach. And so I was like, right, what I would love to do is help women who had the same experience and the same difficulties as I did while they were healing Um after their hysterectomy because in this country around about 55,000 women in the UK have a hysterectomy a year and in America it's much much more around 670,000 um, women a year have a hysterectomy and and a lot of them would have the same queries about healing that I had and not really queries that um our best place to be asked in a medical setting Mm, you know you can't go to your surgeon and say like well you can but you're not necessarily going to get the answer back that makes sense to your heart and your soul like for example like am I still gonna be a proper woman after I have this surgery you're going to get the logical answer back probably from your surgeon unless he or she is spiritual which is of course yes but then also like I say it's not appropriate in a medical setting for the surgeon to be spending hours with you counseling you and helping you understand that you're still who you are a beautiful wonderful human being whether you have had this um, surgery or not right that makes sense and uh, pardon me for just a minute I'm curious how like where you discovered that in your path of you know, not having that support when you were healing from your surgery and kind of finding your worth again. Can you share a little bit about what that was like for you? Well, it was really difficult because at first I was coming from it from a very logical place. Because as I say, I was a lawyer. My mind was, everything's logic. And this is why I struggled to heal. Even to the, the physical healing, I can see how I did it with that because everything's logic so I was like my head says I want to do this mm-hmm. and my heart says no <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that that's not what we're doing right now and my head's like no so you know like uh-huh. I had yep. this kind of inner turmoil because you know like I remember my husband would say to me you need to rest after your surgery and that means not doing anything. For example, I wasn't, he wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me <laughs> walk outside of the house for, uh, I think it was about two weeks. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? I can't walk. I can walk. I can walk if I want to. You can't tell me what to, but I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's like, I'll do what I want. We have that in our yeah. house. I'll do what I want. 
Um, and it's because my head was like, this operation is not going to beat you. You're not going to be put down. You're going to, you can bounce back after the surgery. Like you're going to be the one who bounces back. And don't get me wrong. Some people do. Like I've known of some women who are back at it within two weeks and they're fine. And that, I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it, but some women do. But it's more common, I find, for women to need a lot longer to rest, but also for women to really struggle with that fight between the, the heart mm-hmm. and the body and the soul oh, and the, absolutely. what you need to do. Yeah, that makes total sense. And it sounds like for you, um, you shared you were kind of raised with that more rule-based structure of religion, and then your spirituality developed into a more yeah. intuitive one over time. And this yeah. sounds like this was part of your awakening and part of your awareness of mm. that it, it's not just the mind. It's it's not based just on logic or this is how it should be or A plus B equals C. There's, right. there's this kind of mysterious healing force that we have to tap into and come into alignment with. So can you tell us a little mm. bit about how you use that to not only create life your way, but then to also coach other women to kind of step into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you touched on it there. Like I was raised Catholic. So like you say, lots of rules. And um, I was also really quite disillusioned with Catholic church and Christianity as I grew up as well um we touched on it before as well like my mum suffered with very very extreme mental health she had bipolar as I was growing up and what I found and why I became disillusioned with it was a lot of people in the Catholic church and this applies to Christianity as well it's not just Catholicism and I would imagine there's an element in all religions as well probably is that um sometimes what can happen is people will feel that they're good and be um acting in a way like they feel that they're good they're good Christians they're good Catholic people they to say their prayers they go to church and they I don't know donate money to the church and they do tithing and, and all the rest of it and yet what I could see was that when they were living their lives they weren't doing anything differently than anyone they weren't like acting in a in a Christian kind of way and for example like my mum was shunned and, by yeah say say the prayers and, and do your best, ask for forgiveness, and then you keep carrying on, right? Exactly. <laughs> some, bit, some of that goes on, yeah. But it's hypocrite, that it's hypocritical. And I didn't, I just didn't like it. I saw it from an early age. My mum was shunned from many people in the church. And um, not not all, like I'm going to say, like, not all. She was deeply loved by some as well. So that, you know, it's not all, it's never all. But I didn't like that hypocritical element of it. Because I, I just, that sort of thing just grates me. Like I said, she was shunned. There were occasions where I wasn't allowed to play with children because their families were scared that mental health was contagious or something. And I was like, mm, no, you're not, you, no, this is not, no, this is not for me. And so as I grew up, I kind of separated from 
the Catholic Church and from Christianity. And I was like, I still believe in God. Um, I don't really, you know, but I still believe in God, um, even though um, my husband doesn't believe in God at all. And he's like, well, how can you believe? There's no evidence. And I'm like, well, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole faith so, mystery thing that we were talking about earlier, yeah. right? yeah exactly <laughs> we try to figure it out but it's always a mystery <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and it's one of the wonderful mysteries but yeah so I still believed in God and I felt like I had a pretty good relationship with God but it was just very mine and you know I was just it's just mine and I tried my best to live a good life and you know also being fair to to everyone we all do our best don't we and we all make yes. mistakes as well so I do know in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, people were a lot more scared of mental illness as well. And we have learned a lot. And I think nowadays, hopefully people are better and um, they seem to be better. But, you know, there's still work to do. Um, But yeah, so I didn't really have a spiritual practice, really, um, for years. And also I didn't mention... Um, But it's probably relevant to mention now that I had my daughter when I was 16. So um, I was, you know, person, persona non grata as well. Not, not, that's not really the Catholic girl thing to do, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's a challenge for sure. Yeah. In many ways, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd already kind of said no to the Catholic church anyway, but, you know, we weren't, we weren't kind of on the same frequency let's let's yep. say not the same um, wavelength anyway that makes sense <laughs> so yeah. you've got to you've got to um, find your way in your own connection to the divine especially if a community yeah. is if you're not fitting in and it's like well I'm supposed to be car- part of this community to then be saved then what because you don't like me I can't you know I can't feel yeah. at peace with this it's very strange so Doesn't I think work. yeah that you're touching on the the aspect of a personal relationship with the divine is just of the utmost yeah. importance. And if you find a community, that's great. Um, but it's not always necessary. And, and following yeah. that voice inside, I think the more important point that, that you've, you've touched on is the fact that our minds can go in one direction when our spirits are guiding us in another. And it's a, a mystery all the time of why it's guiding us into certain things. Yeah. callings. Like, like I was a reluctant medium as well. I, I heard, you know, wow, really? multiple times and I was doing development for, for psychic ability and, and intuition, but you know, people would say, well, you're a medium too. And then I started doing mediumship readings. I'm like, I'm not, that's freaky. I don't do that. You know, but I do, I still do healing mediumship to this day, not all the time, but I, I get requests and it's a very special calling. And then, you know, the calling of being an intuitive coach has also evolved over time. And it's always like, spirit's my boss. God's my boss. I have no idea what my projection of my work is. I yeah. will, uh, I'll do it until I'm told not to do it anymore until I'm not helping yeah. people. But it was the same for me being very um, logical and creative at the same time. But like, this doesn't make sense that I can't just apply to do this for a living. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So how do I forge that yeah. path? Right. And I think yeah. coaches, especially fall into that challenge of we, we feel called to do something totally different, totally unique. And, you know, just intuition is so important to, to finding our way with that. And we can't, it's not the same. It's not one path is not the same as another, wouldn't you say? Exactly. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, sometimes the path that I'm taking, it's like, really? (laughs) Doing that? Really? 
this is what feels right. Okay. <laughs> Your um, mind goes, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, even like with being a coach, I can remember when I signed up with my first coach, I was like, this is either the best, the best decision I've ever made, or it's completely, completely ridiculous and foolish. And he was like, it's probably a bit of both. And, and I feel like that's, that's kind of where I land on most of my yep. decisions. I think the proof is in the pudding, like the, the transformation that happens and you go, you know, that is invaluable. And I think that's an important thing for our listeners to remember when you do need help in any way, shape or form, finding someone who is a specialist in, in where you want to develop, it will, you know, instead of trying to figure it out yourself, it'll catapult you. It's all a matter of taking risks and chances sometimes to say, is yeah. my intuition drawing me? Uh, you know, do I need to do this? And my clients often say that, like, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. And I say, okay, well, mm -hmm. if you, if you feel that, then I'm simply the facilitator that's going to help your spirit guides get through to you and however they need to get through. And for 100%. you, it sounds like you're helping their healing guides get through to them. And that's mm. really what it's about. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. And, um, so I don't have any, I'm not, um, aligned with any particular religion or any particular kind of spirituality um now but I, I'm always curious um again we mentioned before um that um I absolutely love human design I'm um a projector I'm a 5-1 projector um and a self-projected projector as well which for any of your listeners who who know well just in case for any of your listeners who don't know what that is it's basically the five one lines are um, I've got a bit of the heretics about me and also I'm eternally curious one of my highest values is exploring ideas th theories like I like to travel as well like every kind of exploration that's that's me that's what I love mm -hmm. um but also the heretics I can see this a lot with um where I am now and where I've been before like I don't want to be indoctrinated into anything so for example with the with the Catholic faith like I still I can see there's 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 still teachings um from the Bible that I still like now and I still I'm like yeah and part of me sometimes thinks oh, do you know what if Jesus was like the best life coach of his day or something like that. <laughs> yeah <That's> exactly <laughs> exactly exactly that's a really yeah. good point and, and you know so, and, mm -hmm. sorry. oh go ahead no I was just going to say so even with human design whilst I say I'm um, a, a projector um, again I like it I love I love exploring those kinds of things like astrology, all of that kind of thing, but I'll never want to be indoctrinated by anything because that's where the her heretical side of me will come out and be like, mm, no, uh -huh. I have to ask a million questions about this first. The rebel. Yes, the rebel. Yeah. I love it. I got, I have that too. I have the explorer and the rebel in my archetype chart. So, oh, wow. That, yeah, I that wonder makes... if you're a five one as well. We need to find out. Absolutely. Yes. I need to figure that out. I got to learn about yeah. human design a little bit more, but yeah, yeah it's, it's funny that you mentioned Jesus, something just popped up in my mind as you mentioned that, because the, the other question I wanted to ask you is that, you know, even Jesus had his shadows, you know, you know, the right. stories in the Bible about the, the temptations and the things that he struggled with, the doubt that he struggled with. So you mentioned um, when we talked about you coming on the show that you have your own shadows that you're integrating now. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that, how that shows up for you and, and, yeah. and what goes on yeah. for you about that? Absolutely. I mean, like, 
as you're an entrepreneur as well, like this, I'm sure you'll resonate um, with this. And again, for any of your listeners, going on the journey of entrepreneurship, the hardest thing about it, I feel, is that you get presented with all of your shit. I hope it's okay to swear on this. Yep. Because I fine. swear a lot anyway. Um, so, we'll, we'll mark it uh, well, explicit. No. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's totally fine. I won't, go any, I won't go any further than that. But like you get faced you with it. Shit. It comes, it comes <laughs> up. Yeah, your shit comes up. It does. Yeah. A lot. You're faced with it. So for me, I had one, I had a lot of fear when I was going from lawyer to coach because mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's quite a big you know, that's quite a big change. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I will put so much pressure on myself. Like, I do it all of the time. I still do it now. I did it when I was a mum raising my daughter. I did it when I was a lawyer learning to, um, you know, coming up through the ranks um, there. Um, I do it still. I don't think I'm ever going to be completely above that I'm just super super hard on myself so Mm. there's fear so Mm. there's the um being hard on yourself um and then also what I have noticed um a lot in the last couple of years as well what I've been integrating a lot is the value that I give to my own energy and my own power because I have seen a pattern over the years of outsourcing that to other people mm. and saying, like, you you do it for me. Like if I if if, for example, if we work together, you can tell me all of the things that I have to do and then I can be successful. Mm. And that doesn't work mm-hmm. because I have to hold the power. I have to manage my own energy and I have to be the custodian of my own energy and my own power and I have to apply it in the ways that are correct for Mm. me and that I suppose is my my big learning that I've been going through over over the last but I mean gosh I mean how long have you got I've got so many (laughs) well that's a really really valuable one to share because I think a lot of people struggle with that especially women entrepreneurs um, and men entrepreneurs too, who knows, but it's like, yeah, that feeling of when you have followed rules, um, and you've gone the mind's path, you know, with you, mm-hmm. it was being a lawyer. I was in corp- the corporate world, you know, went to college as an artist that didn't work out because there's no set rules on how to be an artist, but I, you know, still followed the rules to pay my bills, ended up in a corporate job for 10 years and did my work on the side. But it was like, you know, at least I have that solid place to land and a way to show up and get paid. And that's what society tells you that you do. And this is success. Mm -hmm. And as you know, you know, for me, it was withering away in that job that was not for me. I was totally undercover, you know, an undercover coach, medium, intuitive in this like very corporate stuffy insurance job. And, and I wasn't interested in it either. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like selling out for that security. I think a lot of people do it. And what I would say with that is, is yes, we still have lessons to learn in those environments Mm -hmm. uh, that have to do with self-empowerment that have to do with being um, self-directed. And at Mm. a certain point when you've learned them, it's like, okay, now it's time to take the leap and then learn that lesson over and over and over again in new ways. Definitely. Oh oh God, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, I'll see it again. And I'll be like, really? 
Yeah. I'm not done this it's yet. Just, Come on. It's just a new level of learning. And I actually pulled a few cards for you if you don't mind me sharing. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Go ahead. Good, good. good. Well, it's funny that you talk about the lesson because I see that as your main obstacle is spirit drives you into the same wall over and over again to show oh, you how to choose differently next time. Okay. <laughs> so when you talked about being self-directed, it really is trusting yourself that you not only have the skills and abilities to decide what it is you're going to do next, but, um, there is a level of understanding where your, your intuition leaves off and your intellect takes over where that overthinking takes over. Mm. And it usually is when the fear pops up, it's like, well, mm -hmm. I'm really good at thinking my way through things. So when the fear pops up, instead of leaning into my faith and surrendering, let me go find a solution. Mm. And then maybe that solution is, is a little bit too easy-ish, but like you said, you, you might not learn and gain as much as you want, you know, by, yeah. by my, truly trusting yourself. Yeah. And I would agree with that. I think my best lessons that I have learned are the ones that I've learned the hard way, which is kind of annoying, but it is annoying. <laughs> it is what it is. We don't forget those. The, when it has an emotional component, like, oh yeah, not going to forget that. Yeah, And it, it feels like for right now, you're getting really grounded in some new things and, and kind of your true sense of self, but you are in a little bit of a detour. So I don't know what this divine detour is, but it is teaching you to come back to home to yourself. Anytime you feel like you're a little bit lost, that you're not really sure um, whether it's your business. I feel like that's probably where the, the main challenge comes in, but it could be interpersonal stuff as well. Just say, okay, if I feel out of alignment or I feel off center, like what, how is this familiar to something in the past and what did I do to correct it? And mm. it's really about just making a new choice the next day that puts you right back into your own flow instead of going along with someone else's. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. And yeah. you've come out of really doing a lot of inner child healing work by listening to yourself. And now the next part of your journey is um, empowering your voice and listening to the power of your own emotions about things. And, and so I don't feel like you're one that puts off your emotions on other people. You may con contain them a little bit too much and not listen to them as much as you could. Mm -hmm. um, and you may be frightened of scaring people off with your truth. Yeah. I mean, my truth can be hard. So yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe you can't, maybe don't quite put it that way. But yeah, I mean, that's right. And, you know, I said SPP projector, my voice is very important to me. Like I learn from speaking, people learn from hearing me speak. I make decisions best by um, speaking as well. But you're right. I mean, I suppose one of my other shadows is like, I think, um, something that I have realized that I'll I'll do quite a lot is when I need help the most that's when I won't ask for it so that's something that I'm really working on at mm -hmm. this stage is like oh I really don't want to ask for help at this moment so actually that's what I really have to do yes yes <laughs> that's a really good one that's a really good one it's like do the do the hard thing like this is what needs to happen and this is what will change the trajectory as a, before, yeah. if I just lean into myself and I do see the biggest challenge here is some negative self-talk and negative belief hmm. that no one's either, either no one's going to be there for you, or you're going to owe them something. If you hmm. lean on others, um, yeah. or maybe, maybe with what you just, you know, you shared earlier, um, that your power might be taken away if you ask for help. 
instead of oh, like yeah. no, I or want I to give it away I think sometimes that's the thing oh, I like give it away but you're right I think and I think the 5-1 projector thing as well is very much like oh I don't want to be indebted to anyone I don't like to owe people things oh what do they want from me yes exactly and um excuse me um so yeah that's that's a really big part of it and I feel that the biggest challenge for you now is to just notice when you're putting energy into the, in, into things and they're not giving back to you, mm. but definitely with everything going on, you want to make sure that you are not, um, giving into things that take your power. And this is going to require of you to let go of an old identity, a sense mm -hmm. of self that is expired mm. because there is a, a way that you see the world that is very beautiful and very positive. And sometimes if people are looking for the problems a little bit too much, they might be creating problems for you to solve mm. when you actually, your intuition can actually see the solution very easily. Mm. So I do see yeah. your ability to see through illusions and that's going to be your key in 2023 to lean on that wisdom and lean on that part of yourself that has that clarity so that you don't get like kind of roped into something that is not helpful for you. Yeah. And oh, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All about, I don't know if you're making some decisions right now, but whatever you're thinking about changing or doing in the new year, just be mindful of that. And, and if it feels like a yes in your body and more of a somatic, yes, that's going to be the right way to go. If it feels like a, hmm, I don't know, sounds interesting. Let me think about it. Probably not, yeah. not the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. Goodness. yeah Makes sense. I mean, I mean, I don't want to swear again, but it's that you whole, can swear. Like, Go for it. <laughs> if it's if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a fuck no, right? Like I yes. definitely believe that, and then I don't do it myself. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I, it's so easy for me to be like, oh yeah, I can do that, and then I just go, and then I'm like, oh. I didn't really want to do that in the first place. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I love that. And so what happened um, for me when I started really listening to my intuition and making it my decision maker, because I was so extremely indecisive when I was younger and even up until gosh, 10 years ago, it was like, well, you know, what do I want to eat? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> well, this and that and whatever, or what I want to do with my business or what I want to do um, with this relationship. And it was weighing pros and cons, weighing pros and cons. When I finally said, I'm going to listen to whether it's a yes or no in my body, then it's as simple as that. Or, mm. hey, I like that. I don't like that. And I'm going to trust it the first time. So yeah. I feel for you, that's the message that just start challenging yourself to do that with everything and see okay. how things just yeah. start flowing and working out <laughs> because I'm, that's I'm, where your personal power is. And that's where I'm you're there for that. That's good. Cause <laughs> I am actually really decisive, but I can just also go with the flow quite a lot. So yeah, helpful. Thank you. You're very welcome. But yeah, a lot about personal power and grabbing that this year, it will happen in divine timing and the work that you're meant to do is you can't avoid it. It's you're on your way there. So all, all you right. have to do is, is keep going and learning to listen to that higher power, just like Jesus did yes. to then move forward into the work you're supposed to do here. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I love that you did the Oracle card reading as well. That's really cool. Thank you. You're so welcome. Sorry about the coughing fit. Okay. <laughs> I it's came with a, a side <laughs> of a throat chakra clearing. It's definitely my <laughs> fault. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Well, very <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again for being here today. And if folks want to learn more about you and the work you do, where can they find you? Yeah, so there's two places really mainly that they can come find me. So they can come and find me. I need to look it up because I can never remember. Come and find me on Instagram at Laura underscore apples underscore. And then on Facebook, I have a hysterectomy Facebook group, which is hysterectomy healing with Laura Applewhite. And I can send you the links as well, if that would be easier. So you can put them in the show notes after. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. And it was wonderful to meet you once again. Really nice to meet you and to, to, to chat to you as well. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.